This is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's talk about the trout fishing that we're encountering now and what I believe we'll have for the next month and also the smallmouth bass that are feeding now and will continue to feed in a similar way through July. All right, on the mountain trout, there are very, very heavy hatches of little Yellowstone flies. Now this is a very fragile fly. I had I was just on the stream two days ago. One came taxiing down the stream, crawled up on a rock right beside me, and paused there for for about 15 minutes while I took his picture. So there are little Yellowstone flies everywhere, and this is a good one for us to match. Now the nymphs of the little Yellowstone fly live in the moss around the rocks in midstream on the side of the stream below the water level so they're in that wet moss that that's home for them the other place these guys live are in the back eddies and driftwood something like that they really don't want to be in a heavy riffle or that type area so they're the nymphs are in the moss around the rocks and they're in the back eddies and this is where you would expect to see the hatches coming from. So I watch those real closely when I'm going up the stream. Now, there are several different ways you, that I fish this hatch. I use the Murray's Little Yellowstone Fly Dry in about a size 16. Now, when I approach the tail of a pool, I'll stand there and survey the pool very carefully for oh, a minute or two to see if anybody's rising. If there's a rising fish out there on those little stone flies, I'll go one-on-one -on -one with him with that uh, Murray's dry stone fly. And usually you'll take him. If you make a careful presentation, maybe even using a slack line presentation on 6X, you can usually get that guy. But now you want to be very cautious because the water is clear as a crystal. Now, if you move, approach a pool, stand down below the lip, and you don't see anybody rising up in there, what I would do is still use that same fly and present it in sort of a fanning cast type motion where I would cover that whole whole pool. So that sometimes is equally effective and bring them up even if you haven't seen somebody coming up to a drive. A third way that's effective is to stay with that same dry, little yellow dry stone fly in a 16, and go on the 6 foot 6x leader come off the band of that hook with about a 16, 18 inch dropper of 6X and then put the Murray's Little Yellow Dry Stonefly Nymph on that and again use that sort of in casting at various places throughout the pool above. So those are the three techniques that I use on this hatch and it's a terrific fly. Remember these guys are fragile. We're so fortunate this year because we have such a heavy load of these nymphs. Living in the moss and in the, in the piles of brush in the back, if we have rip-roaring floods early in the year, we just lost our nymphs of this boy. 
but we didn't have those floods this year. So there is a great abundance of little Yellowstone flies in all of the streams. All right, let's talk about the bass for a while. Um, a technique that I often use in the school is to go with a Shenandoah blue popper in a size 6 on a 9 foot 2x leader and come off the bend of that hook with about a 3 foot 2x dropper and attach a pearl marauder to that. For some reason, even though that marauder, a size 10 is a relatively small fly when we're talking about bass, but sometimes they will actually take the marauder quicker than they'll take the dry. And I cover the mossy banks with that. I cover the shady banks with I just cover everything with that. A friend of mine on the South Fork of the Shenandoah was using this ploy. Actually, he had a had a pretty good sized nymph on the dropper, but he was using this ploy and caught a 25-inch smallmouth last year. So it's a good technique and it's very effective. Now, we're starting to see a lot of the Helgramite eggs if you, in the trees. If you don't know what a Helgramite egg in a tree is, it looks like you took a oh about a half a dozen little blobs of cotton about the size of your thumbnail and dob them on the underneath sides of these limbs out over the stream. I've never seen, although this the, the female never gets a shot but one time, but I've never seen them on any place except out over the stream. And we're starting to see a whole lot of those. Now, a technique that I like to use in the classes, especially with a beginner, is use, say, the Murray's Black Helgramite size 6, the heavy Helgramite in size 6 on a 2X liter. Get right below the riffles because that's where these Helgramites live. This is really the larva of the Dobson flies, what you're seeing. That's the Helgramite. And that's a three-year cycle. So they're always in that stream. It's not like a mayfly hatch. It hatches today and it's gone. You never see it again until next year. The larva of the Dobson fly that we call the Helgramite is a, has a three-year cycle. So they are always there. Their greatest concentrations are either right in the riffles or possibly if they're good heavy cobblestones in the next hundred feet downstream they could well be all the way down through there. Now when I was developing this Helgramite I was really puzzled. I had Dan Bailey's girls tie some special mossbacks for me. I got the most beautiful things Abercrombie and Fitch had ever seen and they all look like Helgramites but they did not catch fish. I went to the stream took some Helgramites off the rocks on the bottom of the stream and dropped them in the water right beside me. One by one, I watched them. Well, these guys swam just as well as a minna could. They angled downstream with a very pronounced undulation type motion. And they swam swimming, 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 headed for the bottom of the stream, but it was all with that wiggly type motion. The patterns we had used never did cut it. 
Ron Calmer came up with the idea of doing the Helgramite, and I told it, tied him in the style that old Charlie Brooks had talked me into for bad trout flies. So the Murray's Helgramite effectively mimics that action of the real Helgramite. Okay, back to our riffle. I put a beginner right in the riffle. Have him cast across the stream, let it sink as deeply as it will, then strip it back about six inches every five or six seconds to swim it across, across, across. Have him take a step downstream, back across stream, swim it across there with that slow stripping action, and it is very effective. It's almost the way anybody would want to fish a almost any conventional type streamer but in order to manipulate that swimming action you want to hold your strip down very slowly so I have the beginner start right below that riffle casting across stream and working downstream for probably the next oh at least 50 feet if not 150 as long as you're catching bass but the helgramite right now and they are hatching they're in the the eggs are in the trees and that means that daddy helgramite and the mommy helgramite are swimming toward the side of the bank to get out of the stream so lean down heavily on these murray's black helgramites and i think you'll get some outstanding fishing if you have any questions on what's going on bass wise or what's going on trout wise call me at the fly shop in edinburgh I'll be glad to show you the places I'm fishing, talk about these techniques, but we'll, we'll see you get some good fishing right now. Thank you very much for being with us. This is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia.